0: Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Megan Sperling coming at you today. We are here to talk about emotional eating. So if you have ever turned to a piece of cake or a nibble of cheese when you are feeling sad or lonely or upset... You are not alone. Emotional eating is something that we all fall victim to from time to time. And the good news is that there are ways to take take control of this pesky little habit. And today, I'm so happy to say that we have an exciting guest with us to help us do just that. Ursula Rydens is a registered dietitian here at Sharp Healthcare. And she's been with us for 11 years now. And she's going to talk us through sort of the basics of emotional eating and help us understand what kind of strategies we can incorporate into our lives to Uh, manage this activity that a lot of us us engage in. So, hi, Ursula. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. So, Ursula, as one of the many hats you wear as a registered dietitian is being an expert in eating disorders. So, I guess my first question to you is, does emotional eating fall under the category of an eating disorder? So, Megan, that, that really depends. So, the frequency
1: and the severity of emotional eating really determines if if that meets the criteria for an eating disorder. The occasional eating when we're we're stressed doesn't automatically mean that you have an eating disorder. But if food becomes your primary way of dealing with stress or emotions and occurs on a regular basis, then this is a sign of disordered eating. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean you have an eating disorder. So um, you know, on the other hand, if you're eating large quantities of food in a short period of time, if you feel out of control, you feel uncomfortably full after eating or you're eating when you're not physically hungry, maybe um, you're eating in secrecy or eating at a pace that's much, much faster than is normal for you or have extreme shame or guilt after eating, then that's really more characteristic of binge eating disorder. Oh, wow. And, you know, there's a sort of technical diagnostic definition or criterion. To be diagnosed with binge eating disorder, the binges would have to occur at least once a week for three months. So emotional eating and binge eating disorder
0: are, are different. But
1: emotional eating could
0: lead, could build to an eating disorder. So it's one of those things that... It has to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. Absolutely. And uh, you should necessarily, if you are someone who does engage in a little bit of emotional eating, it's important to be mindful of it and to understand how you can manage that, but not necessarily
1: panic, like a better way to say it. Absolutely. That's, that you, that's
0: a great that way you to make say it. may have a disorder. Okay, yes. understood. Understood. That's, that's really helpful. So um, can you just talk a little bit more about emotional eating, maybe what some of the triggers are, what people should be mindful of if they're starting to see themselves engage in, in emotional eating, Sure. Uh, just help people understand um, a little bit more about it, and maybe recognize whether this they themselves are are um, like experiencing more often than they realize. Absolutely. So, emotional eating is
1: is actually really common and, and quite normal. Eating for most of us is pleasurable, right? It's something yeah. we are <laughs> sure. doing. We eat to socialize, we eat to celebrate, nurture. We um, often express love through through cooking and eating and serving food. And at times we use food to to soothe and maybe even reward ourselves. If you think about, you know, being at work and, and just feeling a little stressed or pressured to get projects done, you might get up and, and get a little chocolate and it yeah. sort of gives you that feel good feeling. Mm-hmm. But emotional eating is problematic when it becomes overused more as a habit or as a routine or a primary way of dealing with or even avoiding emotions and, and feelings. Some of the, the triggers for emotional eating, I mean, it, it really could be any emotion. Sadness, Positive anger. Positive or negative? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, stress, overwhelm. It could be excitement, joy. But, but oftentimes, um, emotional eatings come from feelings of deprivation. Okay. And this could be physical deprivation from food. So for example, engaging in extreme dieting can create physical food deprivation or just mental deprivation. And that might look like, you know, kind of the good versus bad dialogue in our head. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, all these, these unhealthy foods are bad, like pizza and ice cream and cake. That creates mental deprivation. So sometimes that can contribute to emotional
0: eating. Is that why whenever I have engaged in emotional eating on my side, I've never craved a carrot and always craved, a, you know, a chocolate or some, you know, salty chips or something like that? Is that more the reason why you think? I mean, there
1: may be something there, right? But those foods, the chocolate, the chips, those are foods that we tend to really enjoy more so than carrots. Um, even if we, you know, you generally eat healthy but yes, the foods that we label as bad are generally the ones that we want more when we're trying to deal with emotions. Gotcha. You know, also sometimes people experience some trauma or loss, um, you know, in their lives and and food can become their way of soothing and, Mm -hmm. and coping. And especially if they haven't really found another sort of more appropriate or healthy coping tool to deal with those really heavy or or negative emotions.
0: Right. So what's the first step for recognizing emotional eating and, and, just what would you advise for people that are kind of sensing a lot of themselves when they're listening to you right now, visualizing themselves going to the refrigerator out of boredom or so out of hunger? Are there sort of are there some just sort of basic general steps people should take to manage their emotional eating? Yeah,
1: there's there's really a lot of that's a big question. I mean, first and foremost, I really encourage people to not be critical or or judgmental of themselves, Mm -hmm. because this is kind of a a heavy topic and people can have a lot of feelings of feeling ashamed and guilty about this. And so I encourage them just to take a step back and just to notice their patterns, just to notice their emotions and get curious about, you know, when I'm sad, what do I do with that? Do I take a time out? Do I do deep breathing or do I head to the kitchen? But, you know, again, really being aware, but
0: without being judgmental, that would be the first step. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and you know, I we talk a lot about mindfulness also at Shark Healthcare, and you know, one of the things this makes me think of is is some of the work you've done around mindful eating and helping people become more cognizant of how they're consuming their food and the relationship to their food, and just having a greater sense of awareness for your motivation. So it sounds like there's a little bit of some overlap there. Is oh, that a absolutely. fair statement?
1: Uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. So mindful eating is a is a great strategy to. Address or or um, try to figure out how to deal with emotional eating because it's coming from a place of just pausing and again noticing what's going on. A, a big piece of mindful eating is is listening to your body it's identifying your hunger and your fullness cues, the different degrees of hunger and different degrees of fullness, noticing your patterns. In terms of, you know, when I'm this hungry, then mm-hmm. I eat this amount. So when yeah. I'm starving, you know, maybe I tend to overshoot the mark a little bit and right. I feel too full. And that's nothing to feel bad about. It's just information then that helps guide you in your future choices. So with mindful eating, not only listening to the hunger and fullness cues, but using your senses, using your, you know, your taste, your, your
0: touch, your smell, your sight to slow down the eating process and really enjoy and savor your food. So mindful eating could actually, if I'm hearing you right, be a strategy or technique for managing your emotional eating just through that awareness building. Most definitely. And then that's, you
1: know, really important is going to be to pair that with how do you still deal with the feelings? Right. Right. (laughs) Because the feelings are going to be there where they're, again, it's the stress, the sadness, the loneliness.
0: got to figure out how to deal with those feelings in another way without food. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Well, Ursula, we know you're a very busy woman, so I don't want to keep you for too long. Um, but I do want to thank you so much for talking with us today about emotional eating. This is really helpful And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to um, mention is that I I understand that you have a six-week intuitive eating class coming up pretty soon, starting, what, October, October, August 21st? August 21st, yes. It's a six-week series, um, six consecutive Tuesdays. And we
1: look at, you know, what the drivers are for eating. We look at... Managing emotions uh, around food, separating food from emotions. We do eating experientials during each class.
0: Wonderful. And how can employees uh, learn more about this class? Where would they go to register? Yes. Or So the classes are listed on SharpNet okay, um, great. under the classes section. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much. And is it the cost to employees? Is there any cost? For employees, it's absolutely free. For Sharp Healthcare employees, a six-week program is, is absolutely free. Great yes. to hear. Thank you so much again, Ursula. Um, just to recap, you can learn about the intuitive eating class on SharpNet for free. So again, thank you so much for your time today. And we'll see you guys next time, Sharp. Thank you so much for listening. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on Sharp Net.